0: Did they make contact
1: no, I don't. I don't know. It's pretty close, but this is gonna be a drag wow. race. Right
0: Look at there. this. Moves him wow. to win it. Carl Embers bump and dump and run. Those are not. Those are nudges. That's racing, aggressive, but it's that's good. Good hard racing. Oh! oh. He puts him out of the ground. Oh man! Here comes Gordon right up to the bumper again. You hear that, spin, man. Yeah, I that <laughs> wheel spin, Yeah, did you hear
2: that wheel spin?
0: Yes, he does. Here comes Legato. Legato on the inside. A drag race. They're sideways. And
2: made it really turn around. Made a rally cage up. Ah, yeah. Welcome to the Bump and Run Podcast. I'm your host, Michael D.Y., joined by my two best friends, Matt the man Riley and Eric Daytona Ron. Coming off a big weekend down in Charlotte for the Coca Cola 600. And if you're liking the show, Make sure you like, share, subscribe podcast available on all podcast platforms every Monday night, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio and more. And every Tuesday morning video available on YouTube. I have that written down. We're recording Tuesday night because it was a long weekend, a Memorial Day weekend, a weekend where we spend it all together. We'll get into that when we break down the Coca-Cola 600. But, but how was your guys' long weekend besides the race Sunday? I, I was it. with you guys this weekend. Yeah. Oh,
0: hey so, You were. You're, did you. Long,
2: long, long, long
1: weekend. Long, long weekend. weekend. The details are weekend. fuzzy.
2: Well, the details are really <laughs> fuzzy. And we'll talk a little bit about that during the race grade because uh, it was the first time I think we were all together in uh, in one room since starting this podcast. I think the first time we've been all together since Matt's wedding in October Oh, uh, definitely. It it was a barn burner of a party. We'll get into that. Um, Not so much of a barn burner of a race, but you guys want to jump into the uh, last week in news.
1: Let's do it, baby. Let's do it.
2: All right. The first piece of news I saw uh, came out on Friday. Kind of blew my mind. Rumor has it. So it's already known that 2311 has been looking to expand to a second car team. And, you know, for the last couple months, we've been speculating on whether a driver would retire, maybe who who's the next veteran to, to hang up those racing shoes. And well, Kurt Busch kind of teased it before the Daytona 500. But now news comes out that Kurt Busch is the number one prospect for the 2311 second car. Also, what number do you think the second car would be for 2311? Well, it's I mean, got to be 45, right? 45? It has to be Jordan War 45 too. Okay. What do you guys think about that though? What do you, what do you think about Kurt Bush possibly switching over from Chevy to mm. Toyota? And
1: uh, uh you know what? Uh we've been talking a lot about Kurt Bush in our in our text messages uh this past week because you know, my brain can sometimes become a just a wet noodle and yeah. uh I <laughs> <laughs> my, my buddy Jay sent me a video. of Kurt Busch Monster did this, you know, big video montage, I guess, and it just aired right before the Daytona 500. I didn't yeah. see it, so when he sent me this video, I was like, "I didn't see this before," so I had sent it to you guys, and you're like, "We talked about this multiple <laughs> times on, <laughs> on the, the show. podcast, yeah. and and even last week we talked about it." I'm <laughs> like, "Dude, I had no idea." So, you know, after that Kurt Busch like retirement thing, like. I think he's done. I really do. I think he's done. I think, you know, now that him and his wife, I think they want to go out and, and, and adventure and, and, and live, you know, a good life after his career of racing. And he said in that little video, he's done everything he's needed to do. So, um, Uh, I don't see him going there. I really don't. Like, I think Denny knows better. I think, you know, the young talent coming up, I think they stick with the young crew and they go through with it. I understand a veteran presence, but I think Kurt is just, I don't think he's the one. No, I really don't. Do
2: you, do you think we've seen Kurt Busch's last win at Vegas last year? Could that be the last Kurt Busch win?
0: I mean, yes. the way he's, the way he's running right now, what is he? nineteenth yes. in points. Yeah. Um, he just, it's, it's problem after problem over there in that one car. So and, and I mean, like right now I'd, it, I'd be a fool to say, yeah, he's going to win again.
2: I, I might be, I might be, uh, mistaken. Um, because this could have happened later on in the season. Is this the second motor for Kurt, Kurt Busch to have blown up during a race this season? Or was one later on in the playoffs last year? i don't i don't yeah, know I don't we
0: were left, both, yeah. we were all we were all shocked about it too um whitey like you said we were at eric's you know for for the coke 600 and we had all gathered around the tv regathered around the tv and we were like what what's going on that's not his engine is it and yeah yeah it was his engine blown up and i just that's something you used to see a lot of but nowadays you know they make those engines so good
2: that like it's rare proof. to see an engine blow up and i was shocked that that was kind of the allure of the Coca Cola 600 back in the day. It was a, it was man versus machine. Can the machine yeah. uh, survive 600 miles? And uh, Kurt Busch's didn't. Um, he lost oil pressure early on in the race. Coasted it to the garage. They thought they had the problem fixed. He got back on track, and uh, sure enough, that uh, that engine blew up on him all over again. Uh, We'll see what happens, uh, what blows up in his career this year, whether it be retirement or or whether he jumps over to Toyota and joins the 2311 Brigade. I think it would be a good move just to have a veteran presence over there. Um, But at the same time. I I don't. I don't think it would be a good move for 2311. I don't either. He's
0: he's clearly on the ass end of his career. Why sign the guy for a year or two? You have Denny, the veteran presence, who owns the the owns the the uh the fleet over there to to give you information. Yeah. So why do you why do you necessarily need that that you know Kurt Bush veteran presence over there? Just right. to me, it I, doesn't I mean- make sense.
1: If we're talking rumors, um, I, I do have down here that uh, I could see Brad as a veteran presence because we all know, you know, his situation. I guess he Brad may be moving over there as a veteran driver, still has the talent, he's still running well, way better yeah. than Kirk. Well, is we think we
0: well. have a pretty good beat on what he's doing, what he's doing, and doing where he's going, yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, I love silly season. I absolutely love it. I love the rumors that fly and everything. And they're trying to, trying to piece it all together to see right. when I, I'm right and when I'm wrong.
1: Now my rumor, um, and this all depends on if they stay with Toyota or not. I mean, that is Joe Gibbs racing over there. Obviously Denny being an owner and being part of Joe Gibbs. I just think now just like, um,
0: Nope. And it looks like we lost Eric there Eric
2: froze. Uh, I was excited to hear what that rumor was. I, wa- I want to know what his rumor was. Uh, I think we got yeah, I, back. We there is a, <laughs> oh, oh, right. a phone call. Oh, all right.
1: But, like, it, that's, it all depends if they stay with Toyota. Um, I, I just think Joe Gibbs, That's. they're going to use that like they did with the 95 and the 77. Yeah. I think that's going to become their new, um, you know, if you want to call it farm team. You know, yeah. to get to there and kinda use them. I could see maybe them moving around True X, maybe put True X over there with Bubba, um, stick with the team to move someone up um into that nineteen car just like they did with Eric Jones. You yeah. know, they moved him up and then C Bell and they got rid of somebody like I could see them doing that, but it all depends on if they stay with Toyota or not.
0: Yeah. And you've you've got two guys right off the top of my head that are coming up through the ranks, I mean, with Harrison Burton and Ty Gibbs, I know yeah, Ty Gibbs, right. he's going to have to run a, you know, at least a full season in truck and probably a full season in Xfinity before he jumps over to So was, I, think- uh,
2: I was going to bring that up uh, when we talk about the Xfinity series race, we might as well jump into it. Do you think Ty Gibbs would even do a year in trucks? Can he just jump into the Xfinity series? Yeah, there's no rule saying that you have to go
0: from trucks, Xfinity to Cup. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just, just opportunity, natural, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's just the natural, yeah. natural, linear way that guys do it so they can get seat time, learn, learn different tracks and stuff like that.
2: I just I just figured he's he's doing so well in the Xfinity series uh, part time the way it is. He's got two race wins under his yeah, belt, including no, one this week. But, it's like, why even bother do, doing a truck schedule? I mean, trucks,
1: I think it's always good to run, go through the ranks. I think you get respect from yeah. the drivers. I think you get respect from the fans. And it's also, you get another um, tool in your arsenal. You know, That's you've true. driven the trucks. The truck is a different animal. And you'll learn yeah. from driving in the trucks, you know, into like it's just a different skill set that you build on being in that truck versus a car, just like when you come from a dirt background, it's good to race a lot of different things. Yeah. Cause then it just makes you a better all around driver. And in today's world, you need to be an all around driver to win in cup. Like yeah. it just look at Larson. He's at the top and he's just a wheel man.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think the last thing Ty Gibbs needs as far as a reputation, cause you know how NASCAR fans are. Silver spoon jumping right jump over. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. That's true. Exactly. Right. So right. I think if I mean, him for a, a million different reasons to to yeah. do that Trump Xfinity Cup.
1: Um speaker- to your point too though, Whitey, um before we move on, like how you were saying um the veteran presence over there and if it's the right move or not, we just said Harrison Burton and Ty like Gibbs they they might have a year or two left. Yeah. So maybe for this next year or two till they're ready to make that move, because they are the ones in those seats right now down in the lower series, maybe they do bring in a veteran these 2 years. Yeah. someone like Kurt Busch. So, you know, now I might retract that and and now it might not look like that bad of an idea, especially since Kurt Busch would bring that monster sponsorship to that team. Yeah, And who else runs a monster car? Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. That's yeah. very true. So, That's true.
2: That's
1: nice true. easy
2: yeah. nice easy transition. Uh right. speaking of transitions and speaking of the truck series, uh our our Matt's best uh best buddy uh Josh Berry going to be running some trucks races coming up soon uh timothy the peters and rackley w a r have uh parted ways and he's going to be running texas nashville and pocono so uh matt's going to see his boy uh his man crush josh barry live and in the flesh when we go to pocono for that double header uh, i believe those are the next three truck series races and then they'll have some drivers moving, uh, in and out of that ride. Maybe Josh will get some more opportunities as the season, uh, moves down the, down the line.
0: Yeah, that's super exciting. Uh, that's the first thing that came into my mind when Eric actually broke the news to us earlier today about that was, Oh, you know, that's cool. I wasn't going to get to see Barry live. Now I am. So that's, that's cool. And, you know, like I've said a million times on this show, uh, he deserves every opportunity he gets. So hopefully he can make the most of it.
2: Absolutely. He's like the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to Di- to Ty Gibbs, where uh, he's really working really hard to get some sponsorship together and uh, get any opportunity he can. And uh, his performance as well, running that part-time, he's got a win under his belt, and, and it seems like it's already opening up doors. Uh, so very good for Josh Berry. Speaking of the Truck Series, uh, Truck Sponsor Camping World is going to be sponsoring the SRX Series. Of course, that's Tony Stewart and Ray Everham's uh, Short Track Series, Superstar Racing Experience on CBS. And it all goes down. It starts on the 12th, so we're getting really close to some some Saturday night short track racing on some network TV. I'm, I'm really excited to watch that, and uh, I know you guys are as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely just something something to tune into just to check it out. Uh, I, I hope all the success to them because... Um, well, people love short tracks and, and they want more short tracks on the NASCAR schedule. At least maybe this could be an alternative where uh, maybe you're kind of like us, where you're not too close to a local short track, but you love short track racing. You could you could watch it on CBS. So hopefully the ratings are high on Saturday night, especially June 12th. You better be tuning in. I know I will be. Um, let's see this past week. Hendrick Motorsports passed Richard Petty Motorsports in the all time wins with two hundred and sixty-nine. And we'll talk about that win. Kyle Larson doing the job. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna say something that I know us three have, have definitely talked about off air. Don't know if we ever brought it up on air. It's gonna be controversial controversial and that's okay. Yeah. Uh I don't think that win's that impressive for Hendrick Motorsports. And and it's no. nothing that they it's nothing that they did wrong. It's because petty enterprises <laughs> You guys both know I have a gripe with Petty Enterprises. Uh, you alluded
2: yeah. to it uh, last week oh, on I, the pod. I think, yeah, I think we had a little uh, a uh, really
1: conversation it about it. Yeah, and we agreed yeah. with it. You it's know just, what I mean? Because I, I had brought it up.
0: He ran. He ran the best equipment when nobody else had the money, and he did. They were running two, three, four races a week, and yeah. they were. He was. He's a compiler, is what he is. I mean, not to take anything away from his talent. Uh, you know, no, no offense. He is still right. the it's king. It's just like it, it's he just like doing king. steroids. <laughs> you know, you still got to work out and you still right. got to put the time in the gym
1: yeah. for him to
2: work. You know what right. I mean? So right. like, OK, right.
1: yeah, you still have to be good behind the wheel to win those races. But he was essentially juicing back. Then. He, he's right. like I, he's
2: like Barry
0: Bonds, you know, yeah. uh, right. And I, and right. I know that's going to be an unpopular like what we're saying is going to be unpopular to some people. But it's our opinion and we're allowed to have it. And I just I've always thought that about about Petty. Um is that like I said, he's the king. I'm not gonna take that away from yeah. him. He's won seven championships, but it was a whole different set different of circumstances era. back then. It yeah. I think what Jimmy Johnson era. I think what Jimmy Johnson did is a lot more impressive than oh, what oh, I did. I agree 100 percent
1: I agree one hundred percent with I, that. Yeah. Role, not I'm to not a... take away from the king, like you said. Not to take away. You know, he still put the work in, yeah, but he was juicing.
2: <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Uh-huh. Um speaking of Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, Rick Hendricks said that um, sponsorship is coming along for Kyle Larson. Uh, Of course, after uh, Kyle Larson's indiscretions last year, uh, that was the big topic. Who would be the first sponsor to jump back on board? Of course, Kyle Larson has two wins, one this past weekend. And uh, Rick Hendricks said the car is all paid for and budgeted out for this year. And uh, sponsorship is already working itself out for next year. So, very excited to see uh, whose name and what brand will be on the Kyle Larson number five in 2022. Speaking of sponsorships, Michael McDowell, the Daytona 500 winner, got a whole bunch of new sponsorships this year because, of course, he's a Daytona 500 champion. But he says that's not going to change it. He's got some leverage to leave uh, Front Row Motorsports, but he says he wants to stay just where he is. That came out this past week. And an update on Brad. We talked about Brad Keselowski possibly moving to Roush when he was asked if he would return to Penske in 2022. He said, quote, I can't talk about that, but I appreciate you asking when I can, I'll tell you. So that to me is just a big wink from Brad Keselowski that, uh, that the paperwork's in the mail, just waiting on uh, that old stamp of approval, some signatures and whatnot. And uh, Brad's going to be going over to Ralph Fenway. Yeah, Yeah, there was a deal in play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, even like, like even Bob Pachris, who was as professional as they come in the NASCAR world, as far as being reported, being a reporter has pretty much all but said, like, this sounds like it's pretty solid. So, You know, I think everybody knows it. It just can't be officially reported yet, but it's the start of silly season. Once, once one domino falls, the rest are going to start going. So I I love it.
2: Absolutely. I love it too. It makes it so exciting, especially as things break throughout the week. You know, we're in our, our group chat, group chat, text message and whatnot. I got to start tweeting more about these updates on the Twitter page. Follow us at bump the letter N run pod on Twitter for more silly season updates as they come. You guys want to jump into the the triple header weekend that was the Memorial Day weekend down in Charlotte? Yes. So it. we had the trucks on track. John Hunter Nemechek winning yet again, just proving again why it was such a good decision for him to leave that cup ride, kind of take a pay cut, go down to KBM. And, and I, if he doesn't win his championship this year, I'd, I'd be wildly surprised. How about you guys?
0: Oh, he's got to be the favorite. I mean, he ha- he has to be. I mean, yeah. Sheldon Creed, the defending champ, too. But if you're not, if your money's not on on Nemechek right now, I don't know what you're doing because because he is far and above the best out there so far.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I've said this numerous times on this show, and you know, I think it was the best decision, and I think more people should do what he did. Yeah. Is say, you know what, these people that are running in the back of the pack on Sundays. Um, even running the back of the pack on Saturdays. Hey, how about you go down to Friday, yeah. get in that truck where you have an opportunity to win. And, you know, could you imagine instead of like you were saying, Matt, there's only a select few of drivers in the trucks that, you know, have a shot to win that race and are going to be battling. Could you imagine if there was 10 or 12 trucks? And even in Xfinity, could you imagine if there was 12, 15 cars that are competitive every week that like, you know, you know, are battling for wins and make those series a little bit more interesting? Yeah, um, because right now I, I know focus is on uh, on the Cup Series and that's what NASCAR, you know, wants the eyes to be on. But um man, what's wrong with having, you know, the Xfinity be uh, a great series to watch and have numerous battles. And I'm wondering if they don't want, you know, a lot of the storylines coming from the trucks in Xfinity um, and they want most of them coming from the Cup because, you know, why can't those series be just as good and promote them just as much as the Cup series? You know, the trucks are different because they're a truck, yeah. you know. Um, I just think I sh- I would like to see a lot more drivers that, You know, we all talk about them. Oh, opportunity, opportunity. You know, if they were in this ride, a Hendrick or Gibbs, they could do well. Well, how about you go to a Hendrick or Gibbs or a Penske in Xfinity or in the trucks? and compete there and and, and be competitive. Even if you just
0: cut your teeth for a couple years, you know, go win races like check is doing. Eventually a big time opportunity is going to open up in the cup series where who are they going to think of first? The guys who are dominating in the trucks and Xfinity series.
1: Exactly. You know, exactly. Not someone running fucking twenty eighth every week in the cup. You know, they're going to go to the next talent that's winning. That's in the limelight that has sponsorship.
2: Absolutely. You know, you know who comes to mind as the perfect model for exactly what we're saying right now is Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain yeah. is, is one of those yeah. guys who runs every series every weekend. You know, if he has the opportunity to jump in a truck, he's going to jump in the truck. Seat gonna, time, is, baby. Yeah, seat time. He's all about it. And, and even we watched him uh, a couple years ago. Uh, he's He switched where his points were declared mid-season to try to run for a championship. And I, I think that's a great thing, uh, especially like you said, for some of those guys that might be struggling, maybe, maybe move down like... You know, we've we've seen it in the Xfinity series this year. Uh, uh, Ty Dillon moved down, and he's running part time, uh, not having the greatest uh, season when he when he's on track. But, um,
0: but he's also, but he's also
2: like, and, and to just
0: touch on that for just a second too, because he's the he's one of the people that popped into my mind too. Is it's hard to get rhythm when you're only running, yeah, you know, a part-time schedule too. Jump oh, yeah. back down to the truck series, you know. Your grandfather Richard Childress has has the connections. Figure it out. I know sponsorship is a big thing. Go get yeah. that sponsorship and run a full schedule down there, and and then get back into the rhythm because he Listen, he's has got the Marcus Simonis won't put a you know sponsorship on right. on a couple oh, of yeah. his trucks or something, right. you know, like.
1: The story is it's 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 at a position right now where um, I think that move as far as going to the the lower series, but to a a top ride in that series, I think I mean, I guess I should say I'm hoping more people look at, you know, John Hunter Nemechek season and it clicks in their head like, hey, this is opportunity. We have an option. This is this is. Right, this is an option. This is how I get my name out. Like Xfinity always said, Oh, where names are made. Yeah. And of course Kyle Bush w- would win every week. He would go down there or <laughs> whoever. And I'm like, what? Names are made. But you know, now it's legit with all the rules that the cup guys can't go down there. Make yourself a name instead of running 28th in the cup series on Sunday.
2: Speaking of someone who's making a name for themselves, well, his grandfather already kind of made a name for the family. One Ty Gibbs won the Xfinity series race. And speaking of sponsorship in a sponsorless car. Get the broom
1: out, get the broom out, because he won Arca, too. Arca, yeah, Yeah, he won Arca. Yeah.
2: And and you want to what? We were kind of texting back and forth a little bit. Uh, There's just something about Ty Gibbs that kind of rubs all of us the wrong way, but you can't deny the kid is talented. He's 18 years old. He has two Xfinity Series wins in, what, six starts, maybe eight. I think it's only six starts. And, uh, yeah, he did it this week without a, a primary sponsor. Monster was not sponsoring him this week which I was surprised. I guess they're only sponsoring him for a handful more races in the Xfinity Series race. And uh he he said it after the race in his post-race interview, "Hey, uh, we want another one. There's there's plenty of real estate here." Um Yeah. So I don't know if Gibbs is charging too much, but um maybe talk to Marcus Lemonis and throw a Camping World sticker on that car too.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah, uh yeah. Personal feelings aside, the kid's obviously got st- a lot of talent yeah, and he has, he has the momentum right now where every time he gets out in a car, he's, he's one of the favorites to win the race. So um, there's a lot of steam building there for him. It, it's, it's good to see the, a lot of these younger guys um, like we were just kind of talking about with the trucks and Xfinity series. NASCAR is in such a good place right now because there's so much talent, you so know, maybe the, talent. maybe the rides on the back half of, of the packs aren't the best, Um, and, and that's kind of a problem right now too. But, but as far as talent goes, there's so much talent, so much young talent out there. I think NASCAR is in a really, really good spot right now.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's almost, it's kind of like you said, like there's too much talent for, uh, the lack of, um, competitive cars, maybe. Um, so like you said, maybe move down. I think, I think a lot of
1: it is ego though. Um, in any Uh, sport we're dealing with athletes here, you know, as far as, you know, sports goes and teams go and. You know, everyone wants to be the starter. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to be, you know, make it to the Pro Bowl, make it to the All-Star game. Um, you want to make you as know, much not,
2: money as right, possible.
1: Right. And, you know, there's a lot of people that deserve to go there, but, you know, they don't have the notoriety to, to make it. And, yeah. you know, other fans know their worth. But, you know, I, I think ego has a lot to do with, too, like everyone from a kid, you're coming to go-kart from, you know, late model, you're coming up, you want to make it to Cup.
2: Yeah. And, oh, yeah.
1: you know, that's like a big ego thing. And, and when you make it to cup, you don't want to leave it. You, that, you feel there. like, Oh, you want to stay there. But, you know, once I think you get over that maturity level, you know, these young guys trying to get to cup, you're going to realize, Hey, my best opportunity isn't in cup. Yeah. Yes. Eventually get there. Like we're saying with Chastain, but you know, I think ego has a lot to do with it in, in a, especially in that, any kind of competition sport. Ego is huge.
2: Oh, sure. yeah. I mean, though, those guys all want to be the best every week, no matter right.
0: what, you know? Hell, we were throwing crushed cans into a into a, a recycling <laughs> yeah. container the other <laughs> night. Yeah.
2: And we were and I was heckling you. <laughs> yeah, you guys are heckling me real hard. You want to know what? I still <laughs> made it in. <laughs> Whitey went one for one. Matt, you were zero for
0: one. No, Not a no. Play to play. I went, I went, I one went two. I went one for two, and I was a lot further away.
1: I well, went true, true. That's why we heckled you, Whitey. You walked right up to it and no, you almost
2: you I didn't, walk, I didn't walk right up to it. I I, I did a little <laughs> underhand. I tossed it like a frisbee, like a, like I was throwing a, a frisbee. But I went for two for two because I got one in the basement and that one maybe you weren't paying attention, but I winged that son of a bitch across the room. So I made, I made up for that original one in the but, garage.
0: But here's our, here's our, here's the larger point though, is like we're competitive and we're just talking about throwing freaking empty cans. Right. Containers. Oh, so yeah. like and our pride is so high because here we are talking about if we missed it or made it or how close we were, how far we were like, think about those guys making money, big, lots of money yeah. doing this for a living. You know, the pride and then, and then
1: someone comes up and says, Hey, you don't belong in cup. You go down to truck series.
2: You're like, what? Like, no, no. No. I'm I'm (laughs) I'm staying right here. Right. You know, I'd rather drive in the the 40th place car than driving 10th place in the trucks, which, well, you know, I think it would be better. Uh, Speaking of generational talents though, a generational talent, I think uh, won this past weekend for the Coca-Cola 600. I didn't win
0: anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: Sorry kid makes one beer can in the garbage, can and he's in, yeah. <laughs> bragging about championships. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson won for the second time this season in another dominating performance. He started out on the pole, and he led seven times for 327 of the 400 laps. That was the Coca-Cola 600 sweeping all the stages. It was the Larson Show on Sunday night in Charlotte. And uh, honestly you want to jump into the race grades because uh, do it that's pretty much what we have here that's, that's... that's all that's all we have <laughs> uh I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go first for for once I give the race a C it was a bit of a stinker I will give it an a for a basement party though it was one oh, of those it was one of those races where um not a whole lot was happening so you didn't really have to pay uh, attention to the race too much and uh we got to bullshit and hang out and and crush some beers. Literally, and then toss them into a recycling can. <laughs> uh, Matt, what was your race grade for the Coca-Cola Six Hundred?
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I gave it a C plus. Um, you know, Hendrick Motorsports dominated again. Biasly, that's good to see, but that's not why I gave it a C C+. Yeah. Uh, there were some mid pack battles. Um, the race didn't seem to drag on like it tends to do. You know, it started It at felt what, like right it went a
2: lot quicker than normal.
0: Well, I was just going to say it started around 630. It ended at 1030. I remember looking at my watch, you know, seeing what time it was. It was yeah. 1030. So that's a four hour race. Some of the 500 mile races last four four hours. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. that bad. Well, uh, we, PJ1- we did have
2: a big lack of cautions. We only had four cautions for 26 laps. That includes all the stage breaks. So uh, yes. it was a lot of long green flag runs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought the PJ1 worked a little bit, um, you know, made it a little more racy. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't give the race anything higher than a C or C-plus when the leader wins by 10-plus seconds, you yeah. know. Um, even if it's a popular win, like I think it was, at least at least for me it was, I, I couldn't give it any more than a C-plus. Uh, but I'll go hand-in-hand hand with you with the party. It was a, an A-plus party.
1: Let's go, dude. How A's you? all around for the basement party. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Hell yeah. I'll,
0: uh. Yeah, you know, I-,
1: I could agree with you guys. I mean, um, I threw a little Coke 600 Memorial Day party up at uh, my house this weekend, as I usually do. And, you know, the weather didn't turn out like we planned. Um Wanted to hang out in the garage and crush some garage beers and have a fire. But, you know, PA weather. Yeah, Rains yeah. here all the time. That's yep. just how it goes. Um So we moved it into the house, into the basement. Old school. Uh, <laughs> little beer pong table set up, you know, felt like we were all no college days down there, but, um, you know, we were having fun and, you know, having the race on in the background was one of those Sundays. And, you know, um, that's not always a bad thing. You're going to have races where, you know, they're not so good and, you know, that's okay. Every, you know, every race doesn't have to be you Know uh, the most incredible race ever, and I think that's where no. the fans are getting misconstrued. And you know, it's just not every race is going to be the oh my god, let's talk about this, but um, I'll give it a C, um, as well, just because it, it follows suit of like Darlington, where I don't mind an ass whooping, I really no. don't. You know, it sucks, don't get me wrong, um, but you know, I appreciate the ass whoopings when they come, that just shows, um, how you know, prepared they were and and the talent that Larson is. But Kyle Busch said something um, after the race that that kind of explained it a little bit. He goes, it's hard to pass when we're all going the same speed. Yeah. Um, And I don't want to be one of those people that uh, shit on packages or be the package guy. And, yeah. you know, but, you know, this this package this weekend, you know, it there's not a lot of off throttle time. So. And it basically, it's hard to pass when there's not a lot of off-dottle time, when you have to control that coming in and out of the turns. Yeah. And, you know, I think Kyle was a little irritated by that with the dirty air. The cars were sealed to the ground a little bit more in this package. And, you know, it it, it was hard to, you know, to get – you could get to the guy, can't get around him. I, like I said, I hate being a package guy, but it just seemed to not work out here on the day, yeah. you know, whether it be for weather, whether it be the PJ one, because sometimes you need certain conditions weather wise for, for that, to, for work. that so, to
2: activate and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was it
1: wasn't a terrible race. We all, you know, like I said, perfect race for 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 what went on. This weekend, as far as you two coming down and us getting together, yeah, um, uh, I love that getting getting back together and bullshitting, and it it ended up being a perfect race for that. So you know what it was? I, I was
0: it was a mini it was a mini Pocono party because everyone there. Yeah. You know, besides it's pretty much uh, going to Pocono, a people, yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. camping at Pocono with us. So it was, uh, it was a great group, a, a fun group. You know, one of the things, one of the more, more underrated things too, is what I like doing is watching a race with someone who's like maybe a Fairweather fan or maybe not even a fan at all. So yeah. our buddy Kyle was. Oh, was love there. when Kyle's there. He asks. Questions. And he was asking questions, and yeah. I loved answering them. Yeah. And like that, yep. he was he was Ty. He was asking, "Oh, what's that PJ one? What are they talking about?" And we were all three of us were kind of helping him, helping him understand that. And uh, that's what it's about all about, you know, just educating people on the sport that we love. So it was I
2: like that part of it. Absolutely. Um, and I, I just want to touch on something Eric said with the PJ one and the package and stuff. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I've I've noticed some trends when it comes to PJ1, uh, you do need a lot of heat to activate it and to get those lanes. Um, I feel like PJ1 is is best suited for hot day racing. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate that the PJ1 was on the track this past Sunday because watching this package for the last two, two and a half years, I feel like some of the best racing from this package has been on mile and a half uh, in cool conditions at night. And I'm wondering if the, the presence of the PJ one on the track kind of took away some of those lanes that would have been available, maybe maybe been available to get some clean air uh, on those cars and create more passing opportunities. Um, because over the couple of years, like I've noticed like, oh uh the, the 2019 Kansas race, nighttime race, no PJ one. That package looked great. There was a lot of pa- like passing. Uh, we had a, a really good green white checker finish, uh, or yeah, and and so I, I'm just saying I I think maybe maybe PJ one. At night, ruined the, the Coca Cola 600 just a little I bit. I think
1: it could be a lot. I think if there's a lot of factors. I think, like I said, PJ won, the weather's a big thing. So they're going to put it down regardless. They're hoping yeah. the weather cooperates with it. Um, yeah. And when it doesn't, you might get a dud of a race. But I saw someone tweeted, I don't remember who or what it was, but they, they said 2016 um, Charlotte race when Martin Truex Jr. won, he led 192 laps.
0: Yeah, 392. 392.
1: There were only four cautions, yeah. Right, there were only four cautions, same as uh, on on, on, and, on Sunday. Yeah, um, there were no stages in 2016, and you know it was a low downforce package, and he dominated. Yeah. So like, you have no PJ one, you have no stages, mm-hmm. and you have four cautions. Didn't have stages only,
0: back
1: then. No, the only outlier was that um, it's the low downforce. I think the wake and those cars going down. The, just being stuck to off-throttle time is a big thing. Yeah. And uh, Kyle Busch even said too, like, oh, we're the same speed, but the runs that they're getting, once you get, it's all momentum-based with that. And, and, and if you lose momentum, you're fucked. It takes two laps yeah. to get that momentum back. It's like dropping but an anchor. You, yes, but the problem I have with that is these runs that these cars are getting, when they come up to lap traffic, who's already running slow, yeah. almost off pace, Kills the, gap, the, run. the Oh, it kills like that closing speed and with these runs, it's just, it just, I just don't think it works. I no. think we're figuring out that low down force is not the way to go from this point forward. I think that off throttle and they're starting to show it a little more. I think these you know, I think Jeff and, you know, when Clint talks about it and they're they might be asking for some of these things because this is what they're going to be talking about or what they want to talk about. Yeah, I think they're kind of pushing for more off throttle and less downforce. I, I guess I am a package guy now. After I th- said all that's that. OK. Yeah, th- that's OK.
2: But you have a lot of good points there, uh, yeah. especially when you look towards the past and and uh, NASCAR f- fans fans t- tend to love to look towards the past. But but it's so you could gauge it off of. And uh, a lot of the drivers liked the the strong motors where you really had it was all about throttle control. You know, you almost had to drive with an egg underneath your throttle pedal. You right. Know, you gave it too much and you get super loose, you know, stuff like that. And that was when we had, you know, low downforce. Um, so I, I think you have a point. And two, th- like, I, I just think it's a whole bunch of different factors all like kind of combining together, you know?
1: But I think, too, like when NASCAR, it's so different because I think you just have to come up with. And I, I, honestly, I think we're almost there. I don't know what the next gen car is going to do. Let's just say the next gen car wasn't coming out and we're yeah. sticking with what we have. I think they've got a good grasp on, you know, you can't have a perfect race everywhere you go. You can't no. have a package that's good forever because the tracks are so different. I think and, you have to come up with like a medium. Yeah. You got to come up with a good median. Hey, some races are going to be the best you've ever seen. Some are going to be good races. Some are going to be, you know, like we had, we're like, okay, you can watch. It's a background race and some are going to be straight up bad. But as long as more of those races fit in the top of that ladder, I think it's a win. I don't, I don't see you getting every race down as amazing race as like, Hey, this is the package that works. It's not going to work everywhere. The tracks are so different. I think they just had to get a good grasp and keep most of the races in the upper echelon of that ladder where it's a good to a great race. You yeah. know, so,
2: right. and you know, sometimes you have a, a one 2 baseball game or you have a three to seven football game. You know, they're not all right. they're not all barn burners uh, right. when it comes down to the wire. You know, what's up, Matt?
0: My first ever Penn State, my first ever Penn State Collegiate football game that I attended in person was Penn State versus Iowa. Yeah. It was the final score was six to four. Two field goals, two safeties.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Shit so, ass. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like you gotta take
1: you gotta take every race with a grain of salt, to be honest with you. Like if you really love racing, you're gonna watch it every week and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna try to appreciate it for what it is. And you gotta understand too that hey, um, they're trying. And, and this track, it didn't work. But what about last week when we were all hooting and hollering and, and yeah. having the, the time of our lives? You're going to have a dud maybe the next oh, yeah. week. Or, you know, yeah. so I just think fans need to relax a little bit, you know, Absolutely. and just take it for what it is.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, going off topic, just, uh, just real quick, because, uh, Matt, when you brought up Penn State, so uh, for people that might not know, Matt went to Penn State, and his family and him are huge, huge Notre Dame fans. Did that cause some some turmoil in the uh, the Riley household? You know what? I never thought I about never thought that way. just, just yeah. now. Yeah. You'll have
0: to you'll have to ask my dad about that. <laughs> okay. I will say I will say every Friday in the fall on campus i was that guy where i would wear my notre dame your
1: notre jersey dame, okay
2: well and, you, want and you know what it. a little re- later
1: in the show i'm gonna bring up your father too so okay we'll, okay, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll get to your old man pretty soon
2: okay. you want to, i respect the f- <laughs> i respect the fact that you wore uh, a notre dame jersey every friday though i, I think through. Um, I,
0: it's 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 in my
2: blood man i i have no choice all right uh, you guys want to get into the checkers and wreckers for this past weekend let's, let's do, do it. it all right matt how about you you want to give us your checkers first <laughs>
0: Yeah. So uh, my checkers goes to, you know, the vets who lost their lives defending our country. Absolutely. You know, this last weekend was Memorial Day weekend. That's what it's all about. Uh, those guys giving up the ultimate sacrifice is why we were able to throw frickin crushed up cans at a, at a, <laughs> a recycle. Yeah. You know, so um, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do the things we do. You know, when we go to races like Pocono, we feel 100 percent completely safe because of them. So uh, my checkers goes goes to them.
2: Absolutely. And, and, and that's the great thing about the Coke 600 too. just all the pomp and circumstance, even if the race isn't that great. Um, it, it's just, NASCAR does the absolute best you know?
0: job saluting the troops. Absolutely. There's nothing, I know, you know, all, all, all the other, you know, stick and ball sports does it too, but not to the level that NASCAR does it. They, they do it, you know, the best that's, that's all. I'll just say that, you know, they, they do do such a good job. They, they put the, the, um, these military guys on on their cars they salute them they tell their yeah. stories throughout the Coke 600 it's uh, one of my favorite parts Mike Joy nailed decisions. it
1: out of the park too in sure. um you know in the broadcast he got a lot of love on twitter for um and, and some people wanted uh the transcript from what he said and Mike Joy goes listen that that was unscripted yeah. i said that on the spot Um, if you want it, I'm sure our broadcasting has recorded it. I'll, I'll put it out for you, but you know, he got a lot of praise for, you know, for the way he worded it and what the, you know, Memorial day is all about. And, you know, Mike joy, always a class act. I got to give it up for him. And and, and he really knows how to handle those big situations.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Mike Mike joy is all class and all professionalism always has been. He's, he's one of my favorite broadcasters of all broadcasters, just in general. Uh, how about your records, Matt? What was, uh, what was the worst part of the weekend for you?
0: Well, it was, it was hard for me to find an actual record. So for the millionth time, I'm going to go give it to, uh, to Stuart Haas racing. I'm sorry, but, but a couple things that I picked up with them. One, uh, there's guys like Ryan priest, Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez, and Michael McDowell all ahead of them in the points. Yeah. Um, not to take anything away from those guys, but I just personally hold. Where's
2: Cole Custer at? They're in
0: the lower twenties, mid Is to he? low twenties, mid, yeah. They're all in the middle, mid to low twenties, not to take anything away from those guys that I just said, cause they're all fine drivers, no. but I personally hold Stuart Haas racing to a way, way higher standard just last year. I mean, and, and I'll say this as well, I, I'm keeping Kevin Harvick out of this for now, but even him, where has he been? As far as the wins go, um, the, the, Stuart Haas racing was a perennial top 10 team. Week in and week out no matter where we went yeah. no matter what track it was and not only are they not that anymore they're not even a, a not even a top 15 or 20 team they're no. almost always Cole Custer um uh, Chase uh, Briscoe and Chase Briscoe are almost always in the 20s, yeah. almost always, like in like, like
2: the low 20s, tw- like the high 20s, yeah. like 27, 26, yeah. you know,
0: yeah. And uh, I just don't know what happened there. And I think honestly, I think something major ha- major happened there. I'm not, I'm not doing a tinfoil hat thing, I'm just yeah. going off of my gut instinct that something big happened there that no one's reporting on, whether it was. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't know what it is, but, but something major happened there. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: a revolving door. If you think about it, that 41 sure. with Suarez was in the 41 car yeah. and yeah. then, you know, and then Kurt yeah. Busch leaves and then like, they're just trying to, to fit in, but why aren't these drivers sticking? Is it something that is involved with Stuart Haas or is it these drivers that they're getting in the vehicles? I don't know, but I, I kind of agree with you, man. I think there's something it's almost Roush Fenway esque
0: what's
2: going on there like a major fall off you know yeah
0: huge fall off like like the biggest that i've seen like from just year after year i don't know it's it's been bad i mean
1: hey, tinfoil hat i'll go tinfoil hat here man you know i'll put it on tony's trying to get that srx series up you know maybe he's not really dedicating a lot of his time maybe a lot of his knowledge Maybe he's, you know, maybe in years past he had a lot of input on the team and 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 what they did and the and, and the setups they were going. Maybe he's not yeah. spending as much time with the team, and he, maybe he's letting the team a, a, and them kind of control the NASCAR portion while he's busy trying to start his own series. Trying to that, spend too that, many plates yeah. at
0: one time, and it's just yeah. not working. Or yeah, I mean that has to be what it is. But um, I don't know, something's got to. It's it's to the point where you know I don't I don't. Even think about them for when I'm setting up my fantasy lineup or doing no. DraftKings lineup. I uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening there.
2: So th- I had to wreck them. I um I just started using Kevin Harvick again for the fantasy team just because yeah. because he is getting solid top tens. Like uh, Harvick Harvick's not doing as bad as as people make it seem. He just hasn't gotten that first win yet. But no, but, but
0: he also hasn't been going from winning what? Nine races last year to that. That's an outlier career. though. Like you can't yeah, but he's compare not even last contending season. For, he's not even, cont- yeah, but he, I mean, yeah. he's won multiple races every year, his whole career. That's true. And now, he's, now he's not even a threat to win. Like he's no, not, no, he's not. it's true. He, he, he's, might, he might get a fourth or fifth place, but he's not, he's not up there battling
2: for first. Yeah, He's not in the third, second picture battling for first. So I, I'll, right. I'll agree there, you know? Um, just, I'm looking at the, uh, the point standings right now, besides Kevin Harvick, Chase Briscoe, the rookie is the highest in points when it comes to Stuart Haas racing. He's in 25th Cole Custer's in 27th. This is his second season. Now they always say there's like, oh, sophomore season slump. But when you look at, uh, the people that he came in with his rookie year, Tyler Reddick's doing really well. Uh, Christopher Bell's doing really well. He has a race at the Daytona road course. And Cole Custer, who made the playoffs last year, who snuck a win um, last year, is is really struggling. And of course, yeah. the Eric Almirola story, where he's twenty eighth in points, and and he, yeah, you're lucky I think if it's he a Stewart wins. Haas
1: issue, not a driver issue. I yeah. think those drivers are all eligible. We we've seen what all of those drivers are capable of yeah. doing. I think this is definitely like Matt said. I think this is a major thing at Stuart Haas. Yeah.
2: And 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 to uh, to your point, like uh, I brought up the rookies for a reason. I, when I, when they all moved up together, I thought Cole Custer was going to perform more consistently than all of them. I know a lot of people uh, were really pushing Christopher Bell to be like this phenomenal rookie, and uh, of course, I have uh, you know I'm pulling for Raddick every single week. But in my heart of hearts, I thought Cole Custer was going to be the one that was really going to break out from those three. And uh, this season, he's not. So it, it's got to be something going on. Maybe maybe there's some turmoil between uh, competition directors and whatnot. Or like you said, it could be Tony Stewart, who who has a lot of coals in the fire right now in his personal life. He just got engaged recently. He's working on a new series with CBS and Ray Everham with SRX. And uh, who knows? He's got Eldora. Maybe he's just got too many... Too many coals in the fire and the SHR uh, coals are are kind of. Um... It, it, hold on. Eric's making hold a on. drink it, here. Eric, Eric, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I'm, I got my earbuds in this week. My headset wasn't working. I'm trying to get new ice for my drink right now and it melted a little bit. I poured too much water in my whiskey yeah.
0: glass. Heard him I to hurry up built my, thought my glass out the window. I thought it was almost perfect timing because here's here here's Whitey talking about coals in the fire. It sounded like you were stoking coals there. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh no, dude. I, I'm trying to break up my ice uh bucket here so I could I could replenish Priorities. my uh, Priorities. my liquor drink here. Well, you
2: know but you know that uh, You gotta you gotta freshen up that drink. You need whiskey stones.
0: He knows yeah. he's next for the checkers and wreckers, so he wants to prepare himself.
2: All right, well, Eric, Eric, what was your checkers and wreckers for this weekend? Right. So my checkers goes to
1: somebody that I wrecked numerous times this year Yeah, for something that he actually accomplished. My checkers goes to Larson for finally finishing finishing and closing a race out, dude. I wrecked him so many times for not getting it done Yeah, right there. has an opportunity to win, you know, excluding the Bowman one pick crew. That wasn't his fault, but I'm going years past. He just was second place. So many times opportunities to win just doesn't get it done. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give my checkers to Larson. Um, And, 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 you know, I I was going to give it to Hendrick, too, for the all-time win thing. We already kind of covered that um, to just throw that in there as a little extra thing for Larson. But
0: um, go ahead, Matt. Real quick, because you just said you had like an honorable mention. I also, I'm sorry, I I skipped over this. I also have an honorable mention, Checkers. Okay. It's got to go to Eric's mini hot dogs wrapped in everything bagel. Oh my God,
2: man. Those were phenomenal. uh, Those were phenomenal. (laughs) Mm, I'm giving that my honorable mention for Wreckers. Because, oh. uh, because, and, and it's, it's mostly my fault. I wasn't paying attention. I thought they were done and they weren't. I ate a raw one. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so I just, so the hot dog was good. Oh, such um, a oh, no.
1: I was, <laughs> I was so,
2: I was so drunk and hungry. You know, you know, when you're drunk and hungry, you're ready to eat anything. And I saw the trail. I'm like, Oh, sick. Oh, uh, we got a picture <laughs> wagon. I grabbed one. And I bit into it. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is all dope. Oh, it's all dope. Eddie, you looked right at me.
1: You looked right at me. And you go, oh, this one isn't done. I go, dude. I go, they're not." you are not cooked, I said. I got two trays <laughs> in the oven. They're not done. You no, know, I can. Oh, he, he finished it anyway. Like a true savage, he popped oh, the other half. Finished? Oh, finished. Yeah. Finished yeah. I finished oh, it. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no, I was not gonna let it go to waste. Please, uh, it's just a hot dog. It's yeah. just a mini hot dog. A little cocktail wiener and never
0: yeah. hurt nobody. Yeah, I, uh, at least <laughs> our troops didn't give up their lives for
2: you to not finish that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I did it for the troops. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. I forgot about that, Wendy. I totally forgot about that. That was great.
2: All right. Um, oh. So did you do your uh, honorable mention checkers? Yes. Okay. My checker,
1: my honorable mention was just a Hendrix thing. We talked about that. Um, oh, yeah. My records, my we talked about that as well, was just the package didn't work. Just the whole... You know, it 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 was just a a miss at this racetrack. But, you know, uh, my honorable records, it it goes to big Mark Riley for not coming Uh in and having a beer with the bump and run boys when he when he sure as hell could have came in and, and cracked a cold one with the bump and run boys. He's our biggest fan. He's also our biggest critic, Mm -hmm. and I thought after last week's show,
2: he had my back. He might have came in and you know gave a little. I was was expecting like a ball busting in person or something. You know, you
0: know what? He should have. He should have. I didn't even think about it, you know, (laughs) because he was my DD. He dropped he dropped me off so he can get home and and crack open his own beer. So. He should have came in. You're right. He'll make up for that. I promise you, he'll make up for that.
1: <laughs> and I know he's listening too, so he's gonna. Yep. He's probably bitching at me right now. He's listening yeah.
2: to this. <laughs> oh, well, you didn't invite me in. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Love you, Mark. Love you. And always, thanks for the feedback and the criticism. It helps make the show better every week. And uh, we hope you're enjoying this show this week. Uh, my checkers and records for the weekend. Just got to give it up to Chevy. A Chevy. Heavy top 10 all through all 400 cars in the top 10, both RCR cars in the top 10. I think uh, a lot of people aren't given as much love to RCR as I think they deserve. They've been very consistent the last 10 weeks or so, and uh, I'm loving every minute of it. My record is something that didn't happen on track or even in Charlotte. It was the weather in PA. It was yeah. uh, 55 cold Fucking and rainy. Miserable. We were hoping, yeah. uh, like we said, uh, Eric was throwing his party. We were hoping to hang out in the garage. You know, he's got that dartboard out there. We got the big TV and the big bar, and then have a and bonfire, of yard games. Yeah, I, you know Guard what? Games. I didn't even
0: think about it. I didn't even think about it until right now. Eric, yeah. the weather is our fault, man. We were getting yeah. together for a race. Oh yep. yeah, whether every we're at a track time, or not, every whether, time we get together we're out for a, track a race or not, yeah. Shit. Yep. Damn it. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Damn it. Matt, oh, hey,
2: maybe Polkado, we, we could got
0: it out of the way. We got yeah. the
2: bad weather yeah. out of the way. Matt, yep. like I said, I have your your camping ticket right here. Uh, maybe I'll maybe give I'll it give to it to Mark girlfriend. instead. I'll give it to Mark instead. We'll bring uh, you bring are. your dad. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he brings the sunshine down with him. Um, That's right. But yeah, and uh, that I mean, like we said, the race was kind of a, a snooze fest, a little boring. Uh, So let's jump into the last place. Um, everywhere, every NASCAR podcast talks about the winner here on the Bump and Run podcast. We'd like to t- highlight the last place uh person, and it was someone we kind of talked about earlier. It was one Kurt Busch, like we said, he had his engine expire early on in the race, and uh, he's just having a rough season so far. I think this is the second time he's been in the uh, the last place highlight on the Bump and Run podcast. I think he, I think he joins. A, uh, a rare group with Eric Almirola, who also has two last place uh, positions and uh, one Quinn Half, who also has two last places this year. So um, some uh, some company. I'll tell you what, yeah. Kurt bush you know, I'll,
1: I'll throw a little something in there because we touched on him in the beginning of the show. And, you know, maybe since this year has been such. Kind of a shitty year for him. Bad luck. He's still yeah. a great driver. I really do believe that won a race last year. So, like, um, maybe since it's such a bad year, maybe he, he does. doesn't
2: want to go out and he wants. Maybe to he doesn't stay want in... to go out. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. maybe since this is such a bad year, maybe that is what aligns him going to another team as uh, you know twenty three eleven, like
2: we mentioned. I think I think hey, that's really possible.
0: Justin Justin Haley was another one. Two times he finished yeah. last. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. So uh, a lot of repeat last place people. Uh, Kurt Bush, unfortunately, one of them this week. Uh, you guys want to jump into the Pick a Lane segment?
0: Let's do Let's it. Do it.
2: Um, I think uh, so. Originally, the Pick a Lane, uh, we were going to do I put my gloves on? Why do you Are
1: we good this week? Are we good this week? I'll leave them off.
2: I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I, I have a feeling that we're all kind of going to agree on all these segments. Uh, so maybe I will play devil's advocate and uh, maybe not put on the uh, the boxing gloves, but maybe the uh, snow mittens. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna throw out a topic. The choose cone is out. You can choose which way you want to go with this. Uh, we have the final pro invitational iRace race coming up this Wednesday. It's a Chicago street circuit that kind of caused a little controversy last week. And I just kind of. I, and I just have to say for a sport that started on the beach and road of Daytona going back to a road course, I think is the the biggest route NASCAR could touch on, but that's not what I want to discuss right now. So the iRacing Pro Invitational is going to the street circuit in Chicago. Are we over the Pro Pro Invitational series? Are we over watching iRacing on TV? Um, For people that might not know, last year during the pandemic, everything shut down. And we did the best we could. We put iRacing events on, on Fox uh, every week. And it kind of, it it helped, it helped keep that void. And and I think it did a great job. And it served its purpose last year. Do you guys think this year it's kind of just over it? Or do you think it's still a good way to bring new fans into the sport who might like video games and and might want to check out a, a, a real race?
0: Uh, I'll take, I'll take this one. Um, and before I shit on it, because I'm going to,
2: yeah.
0: uh, I will say this, it did, it did 100% help me personally through the pandemic. As far as like, I mean, obviously just we love this sport, obviously we love this sport, right? When they took it away from us. And I know it's a petty thing, uh, uh, compared to everything, you know, people lost lives and all that throughout yeah. the pandemic. But when they took NASCAR away, it, it, it broke my heart, man. It, it just, it, it was a huge void. And when they put that, I racing on, I dug it for a while, you know, week in and week out. When they put the when I when I they, what they run like seven or eight races or something. Uh,
2: however many however many weeks we were off, however I think we were off for was. like ten weeks or something. I think yeah. they did like seven or eight. I think the first week they couldn't, and then like yeah, yeah so How,
0: however many it was, I mean, it helped. But then we got back to racing, right? We got back to actual real life racing, yeah. And uh, they just continued with it, which is fine. Like like we've mentioned before, you know, with sponsors and stuff. Um, there is money to be had in that, but Absolutely. I, perso- I personally could not care less about iRacing. Yeah. I rate the pro. I'm sorry, the pro invitational iRacing. iRacing itself is a really, really cool entity that I want to get a part of. Yeah, uh, be a part of, like later on down the road. Um, but, but as far as watching it on TV, man, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'll keep
1: this. I'll keep this simple. In my notes, I have. And I'll read it right now. Not a prayer. I watch any more iRaces. races. Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> it really, yeah, that's what really I put is. down on my notes. Yeah, because like, the drivers don't even take it seriously anymore. Like, no. Look at Alex Bowman every week. Forgets to turn his fucking computer on. Like giggles yeah. about it. He's fucking Snapchat. Like, oh, maybe I won't make it to the race this week. Yeah. Oh, whoops, I was petting my dog when I was supposed to be pitting. Whoops, yeah, my yeah. bad. Like yeah. they don't even give a shit anymore. I mean. It's something that they're obligated to do. I get that. Yeah. You know, from sponsors and certain people have to run. Um, it's a fun uh, thing to do. Um, don't get me wrong. If they do midweek, I races, I might, I might tune in. But it's gotta be. Leave it a gimmick. Yeah. Don't don't take the seriousness don't out of it. it. Leave it, it a gimmick. Leave it a gimmick. Leave it like anyone that's gonna play iRacing. You could smash and derby. Do it. Do it for the the content. I yeah. think it's good content. But as far as me watching it or bringing any new fan, no. I think no. as content I it could be something midweek. But
0: I'm done with it. I won't. Uh, yeah, I won't go out of my way to watch it. And even if there's nothing else to do, which is a rarity in my life anymore, yeah, I'll put it on. But at the very most, it's background noise. But well, I will still give
1: credit. Else. I will still give credit to Eric Jones for winning the first uh, race in the next gen car.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's the first next gen winner. Uh, I I agree with you guys. Uh, I was really happy about it last year because. You're it gave- uh customer though, yeah, so I, you. I, I subscribe to the service. I, I ran a couple, uh, couple races before we start uh, recording this podcast. And the trucks, uh, Eric, you do not want to do a whole bunch of bumping and wrecking and eye racing. People take it very serious. I, uh, I accidentally got on someone's bumper today, and he he cussed me out real hard. Um, but I put well, him into goes a listener. I put him into the wall. Oh, he was, he was real mad at yeah, me, Yeah, but I'm but, saying like, if they know it's a gimmick, like yeah. if they know it's just going to be an hour, either, either of just make content, it either make you know it a mean? gimmick right. or take it exactly. serious. Don't exactly. do it in between exactly. right. where you have Joey right. Logano right. racing in his dress shoes and, uh, just you know being what, real silly. Cause you know, I think you know, it is in between right now. Yeah. I think it is. No, so no, like, I, they could
0: never, they could never. And I agree with you, Eric, like they, like it would be fun to make it a gimmick, but they can't. And the reason why, is the money behind it, man? Yeah. Those sponsors don't oh, want to yeah. see you guys running into each other. Those sponsors want want to go see their guy win. And whether it's see, that's my thing though. Matt, I don't
1: think sponsors should be involved no, in the iRacing. I agree. I, racing. I, agree. Like, I think I agree let with it be fucking Let it just be like, let the let the drivers make their own paint scheme. Let them yep. do that. Like have like a charity for like, hey, design Martin Truex Jr.'s paint scheme for iRacing this Wednesday and have yeah. like get kids involved that way. Hey, because it's easier to put a digital paint scheme on a car than it is to do it in real life. Yeah. So this way you can get kids involved still by doing little things like that. And it's still gimmicky in a way, like NFL, um, That's a whole Whitey, run I don't idea. know, if, right, I don't know did this, Whitey, but like the NFL did a Nickelodeon broadcast. Oh yeah. That was fantastic. And, right. So yeah. they do something like that with the iRacing, where it's like, Hey, you know, get the younger kids involved. Uh, you know, do it Nickelodeon style. Yeah. Design a paint scheme, put it, you know put design, a Spongebob design on race. The cars
2: and stuff. Right. You design
1: know? a racers you know what I mean? Like a race,
2: race under bikini bottom.
1: Right, right, right. So, like, I think that would be a way to go with iRacing. I don't think taking it seriously is the way to go. Yeah. We already have too many fans bitching about the
0: real thing. I don't need it in video games now.
2: No, I agree. And <laughs> and Matt, like you said, it's <laughs> I
0: if, can see my I can it. hear my dad right now. I can hear my dad right now thinking to himself, what the hell is Bikini Bottom? <laughs> it's from SpongeBob. It's from SpongeBob. Get your
2: mind on the gutter, Mark. Um, <laughs> no, I co- I completely agree, especially to you, uh, what you said, Matt. Like, if anything, it's background noise. If I remember to even tune it in. Uh, the only reason why I, I even brought it up in this podcast today was because I saw the uh, the schedule for tomorrow after Race Hub. I'm like, oh, there's Pro Invitational. I didn't even realize so I figured uh, I was over it. I want to see if you guys were over it as well. Um, Let's see. The morning drive on Sirius XM asked fans if they would want to see the 600 move to Monday, Memorial Day proper. Do you think we should move it to the Monday afternoon or keep it a Sunday night race after the Indy 500? Please. Well,
1: after this weekend... um. This weekend only I'll take it Monday. Yeah. Um, better, better day weather wise here Absolutely. for the party for everyone. It would have been a great day, but I say no, just for the pure fact that we had a basement party, we're crushing beers. Oh yeah. And mini hot dogs. We can't do that on a, on a work night or a school night. No, you know? then, so he, then you gotta take think, Tuesday off too. Yeah. So I think you keep it on that Sunday. It's a good time that, um, I know for us, we always try to get our friends to um, watch the sport and get involved. Yeah. So, um, uh, on an opportunity, you know, where a Sunday where you have Monday off, um, there's an opportunity for new fans for us to bring into the sport. Like yeah. Matt alluded to earlier, our buddy Kyle, he's a fan, but mm-hmm. he's not a diehard fan. He's still, you know,
2: very, you know, novice as far as you knowing. Know- the, the, I think the funniest thing about Kyle, Kyle's been to multiple races. He's been to Pocono oh, no, a couple yeah. of times. He's got a Daytona 500 with us two years in a row. Uh, but I don't think he watches uh, anywhere in between. Like he goes right. to live races and he sees right. it when we have it on at parties and stuff. And he loves it. And he, and he, lo- he, he enjoys it. it, you know, but, it, but it's not, you know, I'm sitting down and tuning in every week. And I just think it's funny because we have fans that sit down, tune in every week. And they've never been to a live race before. And Kyle's right. kind of the opposite. He's, he's definitely but an that's outlier. What, that's what a Sunday night on an extended weekend does. does it allows
1: yeah. those people to enjoy a race, um, with people that are knowledgeable about it, that yeah. could answer questions that they might have. So I think keep it on Sunday for, as for, for as long as you can, for sure leave Monday as the rest day, yeah. you know, cause then I always have a rest day of my weekends. When I go to Pocono, um, if it runs to Monday, um, I get that day yeah. headphone down, headphone down, dude. The gym beans kicking in. I'll,
0: I'll jump in. I mean, for the love of God, please, please, please don't ever move it to Monday unless it's a freaking rain. Postponement. Right Tradition is a huge, huge part of our sport. And I'm yeah. all for change. We had this conversation with, with the group of us, uh, uh during the party on, on Sunday. I, I I'm all for change. We have to embrace it cuz it's going to happen one way or another. But but there's certain things in NASCAR that, that you just don't mess ha- that, with. That you cannot mess with it, man. And 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 Memorial Day Sunday is Typically, because F1 messed with tradition this year, where you wake up, you watch the Monaco Grand Monaco. Prix with F1, yeah. that moves right into the Indy 500 for the IndyCar series, which yeah. moves right into the Coca-Cola 600, and it's a full-day event of racing. You get three different series, three different styles, and it makes for the best day of racing of the year, and uh, NASCAR would be out of their mind to move it. I don't think, yeah. I don't personally, I don't see it ever happening.
2: Now I I agree especially when it comes to tradition you know it, it, you think Indy 500 you think Coca-Cola 600 same day again Monaco it's it's one of the greatest days for motorsports um the only reason I could see it moving to Monday is maybe maybe to get it out of the shadow of the date era of the Indy 500 I feel like the Indy 500 gets all the press on Monday and Tuesday and, uh, and same
1: weekend, though. It's not going to yeah. matter whether it's the day before or yeah. day after. I think That's no matter true. what, if it's the same weekend, I think you're going to grade it. Um, like like I said, I think, you know, uh, the Coca-Cola 600 was going to get a shitty grade if the Indy 500 is is a good race. Yeah. And, you know, this Indy 500 was a good race. Absolutely. So I think... They're going to compare the the best Indy 500 500
2: I've ever seen. It was amazing.
1: So so like that race is going to compare, they're going to compare that to the Coke 600 that happened afterward. Yeah. And it's, and it's night and day. And Matt, I I agree. I I watched that Indy and it it was just a phenomenal race. I I really enjoyed that race. And you know, it, it's always going to get compared whether they run it the same day or the same weekend, different day. I I don't think that'll matter. I think Indy though, like headline wise is is always going to get,
0: You know, and you know what? As as they should, as they should. It's it's their, it's their quote-unquote Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It's the most famous race of any type of racing in the world. Oh yeah, Indy Five Hundred. So they should get the the domination of press.
2: What um what number Indy Five Hundred was this? Was this like the one hundred and tenth, one hundred and eleventh? What do you remember? What the specific number was? You know what? No, I just know that uh um, regardless, they've been they've been running the Sports indy win. I know that. They've been running the indie five hundred for a hundred years. You know, it's it's the big race. Um I think for some reason uh Matt's screen froze up. Matt, you still can you hear us?
0: I'm here, I'm here. Can okay.
2: Yeah, I could hear you. It just must be something in, in the video feed. The audio feed will be fine. Um, so we have a race in Sonoma this week, Sonoma, California, and it's a 4 p.m. start. How late is too late to start a race that isn't a scheduled night race? 4 p.m.
1: That's it. This is, this is the latest you go Yeah. without a schedule. Yeah. This is any, any later than four. It's just a night race. Make it seven o'clock and just, you know, that's, it is what it is. Like I am. I think we all know how we feel about these start times. It is
0: just. I'll I'll stay consistent with what I what I've been saying all year. I think anything after two p.m. is too late. I think two thirty is
2: too. Like I think two thirty should be the cutoff. Four p.m. is absolutely ridiculous.
1: That's ridiculous,
2: dude. It's absolutely insane, man.
1: It's insane. We've said
0: it a million times. You know, look at. just said you know we were just speaking we were just talking the 8500 let's uh let's not let's keep our the thoughts and prayers to all those people on the west coast that have yeah. watch watched indy 500 at 9 30 a.m it was a huge drag on them yeah the biggest race in the world the indy 500 at 12 30 you're telling me to ask can't get these things started by 1 p.m i don't think so well that's what I, I said nfl
1: one o'clock games and they stick to it. They have yeah. no problems. You know what I mean? How is it that they get viewership no matter what at one o'clock? Like I want I would love to know the data that NASCAR is looking at that says like more people are gonna watch at three yeah. thirty rather than one o'clock. Like it just re- seems crazy because people bitch so much on the internet about these late start times. It seems to me that it's the opposite. I just think NASCAR is putting on this front and they're saying this data and they're saying this yeah. and they're saying that. This is my tinfoil hat on again,
2: like I always do, but I like t- I, I just think this is bullshit. I don't, yeah. even, I don't even want to know the data behind it. I just want to know when the race is consistently. I want a consistent start time. every so week, I do right? to right. look don't it know. up every week. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know when it's going to be. 315, 310, 420. One week it
2: was like 317 was green flag yeah. start time. Oh, yeah. 317? Oh, and, what? That, and, that, and that's the thing. The race starts at 330. Green flag's at 347. Oh, yeah. You know? oh how about, yeah? How about we have a green flag of 333? You know? Right. They do it with the truck series. They do it with yeah. the
0: truck series and the Xfinity series Do all if that the race stuff
2: during the pre race show.
0: Yes. There's yes. no I don't know why they... <laughs> it drives me nuts.
2: There's no reason why you have to have the the um the the prayer uh what do they call it? Um well what's it actually called? Um, the prayer It doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's, it's got a, it's got a name to it. But they do that. They do the national anthem. They have the the gentleman or er, drivers start yeah. your engine. Do that during the pre race show. Have that right. go off at 330. The cars are leaving pit road and they're doing their pace right. lap, and the green flag yep, drops right. at three yep. thirty three. Like if you're doing a three thirty race, start it at three thirty. You know, right. uh, and, and and let's just get consistent. I don't understand. It's every single, it's not like, it's not like, oh, we have to wait for such and such show to end because they're on from one to three. The only thing
1: you need to go live to is legitimately the national anthem and the flyover. After that, the start your engines, national anthem, flyover, those three things are the only thing that I need as a fan. Give me that, I mean, what, you're talking about like when the you know, they'll, they'll bring the pastor up for the invocation. Invocation, before. that was the word I yeah. was looking for. Yeah, so, like, when the pastor comes up for that, it's like, you know, okay, I could get that. That's four. The pastor yeah. comes up for the invocation, you do the national anthem, you have the, the flyover, and you have to start the engines.
2: Yeah. Go. But put those in the last saying, 10 like, minutes of the free race show. Yeah, yeah. And That and way as you a know, fan, like, oh. You
0: know, as a fan, if you want to catch that stuff, you know you have to tune in a little early. Okay.
2: Okay, you know, I, I can see that. I honestly, can see that. Yeah. Honestly, because as like, you know, I enjoy the pomp and circumstance of every race in the beginning and stuff, but when I have a lot to do on a Sunday, I check Bob Pocoras, so I see what time that green flag is, and yeah. I run around and I'm usually pulling into the driveway listening to all that stuff so I can run into the house and see the green flag drop. And usually I just make it like barely in. So well, that's on you, though. Well, yeah, but like, I'm I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying, Whitey, come on, I'm, like, don't try. This is Well, but, no, I'm yeah. I'm just saying, like, personally, I do that math to try to figure out what. So if I knew, well, if I actually, I have to be home at three thirty because it's going to start at three thirty. The race starts at three thirty, but I, oh, I could be I home at three forty-five because you know what I'm saying, right. Whitey. I think your point is basically. I don't want to have to look. Yeah,
1: give us some consistency. For 26 races, I don't want to have to Google what time is the green flag today. I don't
2: want to have to Google that. You should know. It's bad enough that we have to figure out between four different channels which one it is, whether it's going to be Fox, FS1. Well, whether and it's going to be NBC or NBC Sports, away. yeah, and then it gets moved to another and station. It goes to FS1. Yeah, and it goes to you know what I could, mean. It could end up on MSNBC. they cutting into the the nightly news over there. It happened last World year. UST. People are flipping World
0: out. USA. It was on USA last year yeah. for racer uh right,
2: Like Matt, like you said, tradition. I think that's a thing
1: for me when I started watching this, which is not. That long ago, I'm a fairly new fan, but it was one o'clock. Mm-hmm. It was one o'clock. Yeah, but that, was one o'clock knew. that was even one a decade. That was a decade ago. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. But it's one o'clock. Like just do it. one o'clock. Yeah, like I knew when the race
2: was. It's one o'clock. Everyone knew what time was. One o'clock. You want it? You want a little bit later? Drop the green flag at two fifteen. You know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, the final pick a lane for today. Choose cone is out and we're in Phoenix because Phoenix announced that they will have the championship race returning in 2022. Should we stick with it? Or do you think we should go back to Homestead? Or do you think we should go to a different track altogether?
1: Okay. I'll take this because I I, kind of think I'm going to be a little different here from what you guys are going to go with. Um, so so we have Homestead, right? Where we have been running the the for final years. race,
2: yeah.
1: Um. So then it's like okay, for year, let's give it to somebody else, yeah. Right. Okay. So now we go to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I think just like anything, I, I could attribute this to. Um, uh, now Matt will have a little better understanding of this. Um, in the NFL, when 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 a team gets a new head coach, um, I believe you need to give that coach at least three years. Yeah. To to really turn that team to his team, to really put his stamp on, on what it is. You can't get rid of them too soon. Yeah. So I, I I feel the same way with these championship races. If they're willing to move them, don't do knee jerk reaction and move them too soon. Yeah. I think you gave Homestead many of years, Phoenix. I say you give them a few years Okay. now, whether that be two years or three years, it doesn't matter, but I think it should always be more than just one year. All right. Yeah, that's that's my opinion on
0: it. I I, okay. as far as that goes, I'll I'll agree with you that you need to you need to give it time, especially last year. Right. With the pandemic, they didn't really get the fair shakedown. I actually listened to the announcement today on Sirius XM, which is where the track president and and I'm sorry, I forget her name. She made she made the announcement on Sirius XM and, and they interviewed her after. And uh she was saying how they had all the all these things planned for the championship week leading into the championship yeah. weekend, and, and, got, and they didn't get to, yeah. they didn't get to do any of that with COVID. and so they have big plans for this year and they want to even grow on that for next year. So that part of it I do understand and and we, we we've got to give them that that fair shakeout to see how that works out. But for me personally, and I voiced my, my, my opinion about this before is like, I personally don't like the on track product at Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I haven't for quite some time. Uh, so I was a little less than satisfied about that news, but I understand why they're doing it. I'll say that okay. I personally thought that Homestead was the perfect destination for the final race. It was, it's a racy one and a half mile track. There's a lot of comers and goers and uh, it's down in Miami or right right you know south of Miami where it's still beautiful weather in November um not that obviously phoenix also has beautiful weather in November yeah. i just i just really really liked it's on the east coast which is close enough for the nascar community to get down to because they're out of charlotte so i just liked all that about it yeah my personal
2: feelings uh the track president is julie geis too yes uh, that's yes that's her name um, yep. Thank you. I'm, I'm kind of I'm in, in between because, uh, like Matt said, I'm not a big fan of the racing at Phoenix either. Um, but like Eric said, sometimes you got to let something uh, shake out. And we have a new car coming out next year right. that we have no idea how it's going to drive on short tracks compared to the, the rules package and car we have this year. So maybe, and fingers crossed, maybe next year's Phoenix race with the next-gen car, might be one of the best, you know, season like season finales and final races that that we see. I don't want to put a sure. whole bunch of hype behind it because we have no idea; it's a complete unknown. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think we should give it one more year, see how the next gen car shakes out, and I'd be even happy moving it to another track. You know, maybe have the the final race at the same track for a handful of years, and then it moves. I would like to see. There's uh,
0: only. Uh, And I'm, I'm, I agree with that, but there's only like a handful because of weather-wise.
2: Yeah. see, So I was thinking, you know, next track we could go to is Las Vegas. Um, they're tearing down auto club in California and they're going to be building a short track. Maybe have the finale at the new short track they're building in California. Um, I don't want to get too crazy and say, maybe run a road course. Uh, but you can do Sonoma. Yeah, no. no. I, I yeah. Well I
0: don't hey listen you guys know I love road courses yeah. but not for but, a championship race. You got to keep it you got to keep it where the ground roots are for no, the championship. No, I, I agree. And you yep.
2: know what honestly I think we I think after this year we we might want to pump the brakes on road courses. I think 7 is way too many. But but I'm just saying, you know, we could did it at the Daytona road course. Uh I personally think Homestead is one of the best mile and a half so we have and, uh, I just, I love the vibe of home. I don't even
0: think, I don't even think, I think it would be a dumb move to even like, like I know what I just said, you know, yeah, you got to keep it at the ground roots of where NASCAR is from, but I even think it'd be stupid to have it at Talladega or Daytona just because no, of
2: it just a, too, too much speedway. unknown. It's
0: a crap shoot. You yeah.
2: No, you no, I a agree.
0: Form of racing.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't want to see it on a super speedway at all. Just because it, even like the same reason people have, have hesitations of having Talladega in the playoffs where uh you know it's too easy for the top four guys battling out for a championship to end up in a big one you know all right uh that's all we have for pickle lanes let's move into next week of course we mentioned it earlier we're heading out to california to wine country we're gonna do a little road racing in sonoma saturday the xfinity series race though is going to mid ohio so we're, uh, we're splitting the weekend between two different states and two different tracks. Uh, Xfinity Series is going to be at the B&L Transport 170 at Mid-Ohio. That goes down 1 p.m. on FS1. And then Sunday, the Cup Series is going to be at the Toyota Save Mart 350 at Sonoma Raceway. 4 p.m. on FS1. Going to be a late start on Sunday. Hopefully it is a quick race Uh, No practice in qualifying this week. We're back to the old formula, and Bob Pachris has the unofficial cup lineup. Rounding out the first row, according to his math, it is subject to changes. One, Kyle Larson and his teammate Chase Elliott in second. William Byron, Denny Hamlin making out row two. Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon making out row three. Alex Bowman and Kevin Harvick making out row four and rounding out the top 10 ninth place is Brad Kozlowski and my boy, Tyler Reddick rolling off in P10 in Sonoma. He's been putting in some practice on the road courses. Eric is getting ready to make his pick and he chugged his, uh, his glass of whiskey there. So, you know, we're getting down to the end of the show. Matt, do you have some Sonoma stats for us?
0: I sure do. I sure do. So, um, uh, like I always do, I I took stats from the last four races. Now we didn't run there last year because of COVID. California Mm -hmm. had some strict, uh, some strict restrictions. So we didn't get there last year. Um, so the last four winners was uh, going all the way back. We'll go back to 2016 where it was Tony Stewart. Uh, then 2017 it was Harvick and then in 18 and 19 that they were both uh, claimed by Martin Truex jr. Yeah. So a couple of things that I, I thought were interesting. First off, you pointed out that it starts at four and I sent you guys these stats earlier. Each of the last five or six years that we ran at Sonoma, they all were right in the wheelhouse of two hours and 46, 45 minutes runtime. So we, we should be probably wrapping up about seven o'clock. So that's not the awful news. Tim, you know, that's, yeah. that's yeah. Um, a couple other things the last two times i you know i well, i dug into uh, into sonoma a little bit cuz i was just curious about a couple things uh the last two times we raced here at sonoma uh there was only in 2019 there was only two cautions and in 2018 there was only three cautions not counting the natural the the stage end cautions yeah so this race does seem to get strung out as far as you know the the cars the packs the the cars on the on the track um and then another thing that I thought was super interesting and I want you guys to everyone to keep this in mind when making your picks is uh in the 31 cup races that that we have run here 22 wins have come from a starting position inside the top 10.
2: Okay. And
0: nine times the win came from the front row. So if you're a Larson or Elliott fan, that bodes well for you. Um as far as the average finishes inside the top 10 in the last four races, Harvick has the best with a 3.8 average finish. Kyle Busch with a 4.8. Uh, Denny Hamlin with a 5.3. Uh, Kurt Busch with a 9.0. And then Martin Truex Jr. has an average finish of 11th. But like I said, he did win the last two races That's there. That's a lot the only... higher
2: than I thought it would be.
0: The only reason why is because in 2007, he, uh, he DNF'd and finished 37th. So okay.
2: that obviously dropped
0: his, his average down, uh, laps led it's Martin Truex jr. Just dominates 146 laps led. The next closest is Harvick at 62 laps led. So he more than doubled, uh, uh second place there. And then, uh, we're going into the picks use those uh, stats as you as you wish gentlemen i'm I'm going last for the first time in a while.
2: no so wow. um, so I think I think this week I'm gonna change up how we pick because uh, I realized so every week the winner of the last week gets to pick first and and I feel like um and I won last week so this is this is not me being biased uh, uh, to help myself out or anything. Um, I think, I think the person that came in last should go first from now on just to, um, just yeah, to help do be it. able to, let's do it. just to help be I able like to it. dig we people out about the it. hole. Um,
1: yeah, we talked about it at the party. Yeah. I think we talked about it and, and I agreed. I think that, uh, it's kind of like a snake draft. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of, you know, go back and forth with it. I, I
2: agree. The, um, so, uh, with that being said, uh, Matt, Picked Martin Truex Jr. last week. He got 12 points. Uh, he had a he had a tire issue that kind of ruined his day. Finished in, what, 27th place, 28th place this past weekend. Uh, Eric came in second with Chase Elliott. He got 53 points. I picked Kyle Larson to win. And, of course, Kyle Larson did win, and he dominated all the stages. He got him 60 points. Uh, just so you know, a little, little brag, a little pat on my own back. That is the third time that I've picked a correct winner this season in 15 races. So if you're betting money on my picks, uh, I, well, I'm glad you're making money, but I, I wouldn't do it. Um, uh, so,
1: uh, <laughs> 1-800-GAMBLER, if you have any 800 gambler <laughs>
2: uh, but, uh, so let's get into it. Uh, Matt, you could go first. And, um, even before you pick, uh, when you were going through all those stats at Martin Truex, junior one, um, really surprised me because I felt like he dominated here. I feel like Sonoma is his road course. Uh, So I'll be interested to see uh, who you pick.
0: Well, you threw me off because candidly, you're right. Now that you mentioned it, I remember us having that conversation. But up until you mentioned it, I did not remember we had that conversation. Brownout, baby. Love you it. know yeah, what?
2: Man. It wasn't even a thing. We, did, we didn't have the conversation at the party. We had it through the text messages uh, on really? like Thursday. Oh, well, see. So, <laughs> see, again, I don't even maybe, know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was after work, though, and both you guys were dipping into the booze to uh, to relax after a long day.
0: Could have been, could have been. Uh, okay, well, regardless, this threw me off. I was expecting to go third. Um, oh God! I
1: had my pick, regardless. So I, this is no skin. I, I I know none of you guys are gonna go. Who
0: I'm going with? So go ahead. No pick good. all you want, there, Matt. You bastard! Are you taking? Are you taking Willie B? I don't know. All right, he's gonna <laughs> take Willie B. Um, I wasn't. I, you know what? Low hanging fruit. I need to make up some ground. He disappointed me last week. I'm going to take him again this week. Hopefully he redeems himself. Martin Truex Jr. wins at Sonoma.
2: You think he's going to come powering from the back of the pack?
0: Oh, shit. I went out against my own stats. Where's he starting? He's starting. I don't know. There, I, only, I only
2: looked up the top 10 this week. I don't know. He's probably starting pretty far back. Way there. back.
0: Yeah, he probably is. Um, yeah, I'm sticking with the Martin Truex Jr. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that matters, Matt.
2: I think yeah. I yeah. don't think that matters, especially yeah. for him. Yeah, I, I don't think it matters where he starts. He's gonna he's gonna make his yep. way up into the top Marty. ten regardless. All right, Eric, where, where where are you going? Who are you picking? Is it, uh, is it Old Willie B for the fifth time? It, it,
1: it is not Old Willie B, and you know, once again, I, I got my balls thoroughly busted uh, this <laughs> weekend about my Willie B fandom hey, um, no of, of recent. But I am not going with William Byron. I'm going with one who he was upset about last week, um, had a good car, um, you know, has been gradually getting better and better. And I think he's calming down behind the wheel. And him and his crew chief are finally starting to mesh a little bit. And, you know, as far as Hendrick goes, we talked about them dominating. And, you know, I I would be keen to take Willie B here. But um, not the team, but the guy that's been hot on their heels as far as Hendrick and competing with them, and he competed all yep. day during that 600 miles, was one. That 18 car. Yep.
2: Kyle I'm Bush. going with Kyle Bush. You want to know what? I, I think that's a great pick. I thought he he was doing really well in Coda, um, obviously. Until... He's going on a road course.
1: And I just yeah. think he's due. He's just running really well right now. And yeah. He has a little trip on his shoulder because Hendrick is dominating. He hates that. Yeah. He oh, hates yeah. being beat. And I think he wants to take away from the best road course racer we have out there right now, which is Chase Elliott. So I think Kyle Bush is something to prove. I'm not saying he's gonna win. I'm saying yeah. I think he has a great opportunity. He hates
0: being beat specifically by that organization too. Yep. There's, yes. some history, there's some history yes. there. There's some bad blood. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Uh not too long ago he was in that five-car. And uh you could tell it still bothers him. Um, so I am well, now I'm torn. Uh, listening to Matt's stats with uh, with you know the the finish pos- well the finish position well, the starting position dictating the finishing position, and you have Chase Elliott right there uh, coming off a win at Coda. Um, I'll tell you what, Whitey. You know who I almost went with?
1: Yeah. And 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 I thought about the battle that he had with Tony Stewart, Denny. Denny. Yes, yeah. yeah. To get his first win, I thought about going Denny this week. But I just think Kyle's got the bigger chip. But Denny, dude, that battle he had—look at him. yeah. Denny was like, my first pick. Yeah, like, Denny, I, 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 I wanted, wanted to want go with Denny, him. but like yeah. I went like I went with who's hot at Gibbs right now, and Denny's not that hot at Gibbs. I, I feel like yeah, Kyle. He's cooling cool and Yeah, down and, and watch, Denny will fucking win. I, yeah. I know
2: it. No, and and I'm looking at the top ten here. Uh, I'm looking at Alex Bowman. He ran really well at Coda. Uh, Denny Hamlin, like you said, great. Great road course racer, um, MTJ off the table. Uh, but he—he's oh, always don't, a good. Don't, you dare, a go, don't take go, that go two four
1: car. I'll fucking snap.
2: I'm uh, no, I'm not gonna take the twenty-four car. Um, I, I my head, my head is telling me. To pick Matt, Matt, get that get that thirty second clock going because my, well, I was just going to, to pick, no, it's if you pick. No, thirty second clock. So if you wait any longer, the race is going to be over. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so my head is telling me pick Chase Elliott. He's starting in the front row. My heart, though, my heart, after watching him qualify so fast at Coda. And just the improvements he's made on road courses, he's starting in the tenth position. He's going with his hometown I'm, I'm, I'm going with my hometown boy. He's oh! going. He's he's going back to his home state of California. Oh, he's going to probably have his family oh, in the grandstands. Shit. And I think that one Tyler Reddick is going to get his first wow. win in Ready the Cup Series LFM. this Sunday in his home state at Sonoma Raceway. Will it be MTJ from the back of the pack? Will it be that Kyle Bush and that candy man <laughs> passing out some m ms in victory lane? Or will it be the California kid used to dirt racing but making his way on a road track? One, Tyler Reddick. We will find out this Sunday, the Toyota Save Mart 350 at Sonoma Raceway, 4 p.m. on FS1. And we'll break it all down Monday night right here on the Bump and Run podcast for Matt the stat man Riley for Daytona Ron I'm Michael D White saying good night